big thanks to our podcast sponsor, Hair Care Australia, for getting on board with us for our first season. I have worked with this company for such a long time and have had seen such growth within my business. And I have felt very lucky to work alongside them in my business, as well as working alongside them in our podcast. Thank you, Hair Care. Welcome back to the Salon Rising podcast. Same face is different place. Oh my God, different place. For anyone that is listening and not watching, anyone that's watching will understand that this is a different setup. For anyone that's listening, it's a different setup. Yeah. So we normally record from a studio, which has been amazing for our first season, but it's like the juggle. The juggle is real. Motherhood and business. And sometimes Jen and I get really inspired and we can't just get in. Get in and do it. Yeah. So we decided let's bring it home. Yeah. So we are currently in my house. (laughs) Um, Anyone that works with me knows what this backdrop is. It's actually my three children and it's my office. Yes. And we thought, well, stuff it. We were going to go originally to the salon, but my staff are working today. Yeah. It's not going to work. And we just really. I actually really like the vibe of this. Me too. I like the fact that I can just go into my room and change my top and check my (laughs) hair and don't have to take all the things. So, Yes. Welcome. I think this will be our new place. You'll probably see things change because yeah. now I have full creative control to go and buy shit for the <laughs> podcast. Oh, needed for the podcast. So just wait. New yeah. artwork. All the this house. This room's about to get jazzed up. I like it. But yes, we are now at home because motherhood in business. Like we do things, guys. We've got to do things that make it work. So yes, yeah. Which is appropriate for the topic that we're discussing today. Um, which I haven't told you. No, uh, so everybody <laughs> knows, no idea what the topic is. Okay, so the topic I want to discuss today is hair and beauty services mm-hmm. for young people. Mm-hmm. As in young people mm-hmm. from the perspective of mothers mm-hmm. and then the perspective from the people who are providing that service. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me segue to tell you okay, how we got like, here, okay? Okay. Because this is something we've both experienced with like social media and the fact we've coloured our kids' hair and stuff like that. Yes. So I, as we have told people, have an 11-year-old. Yes. Uh, I'm sure people can tell by our promotional videos that I have an ethnic background. Yes. Part Maori from New Zealand. <laughs> my daughter what? has... You know what? <laughs> it's like, what? I didn't know that. <laughs> my daughter has my eyebrows. There's yep. no one else to blame. Yes. <laughs> so she's 11 She's really become very sensitive mm-hmm. about these eyebrows, right? Mm-hmm. And to the point where she's now threatening to do something to them herself. Whoa. Like she's going to try and like tweeze it or shave it. And we all know how badly that can go. Yes. So when in like in my quest to do something about that, I, you know, just went into a couple of local places near where we live and they won't do them because she's under 14. Wow. So I contacted... Our dear friend, Sherelle. Oh, I love. Miss Lash. Friend of the show, Miss Lash. (laughs) (laughs) Long time listener. Um, And I was just like, babe, this is my situation. You know, like this is is where she's at. This is how old she is. These are her eyebrows. Send a close-up photo. I was like, do you have an age limit? Would you guys feel comfortable? Da-da-da. And her response for me is how it, it relates to how I feel about these things as well. She was like, babe, it's. If she's uncomfortable and will feel comfortable and you are comfortable with her coming, then I will definitely do it. Yeah, amazing. And uh, like I feel – because we've had things like this before yes. with like 
you know, oh, you're you're already colouring your child's hair. Yeah. Like, or, oh, you've pierced their ears. Yeah. Or, oh, you, you know, like shaving legs. Yeah. Shaving legs. Yeah. Getting your child's hair coloured. So there's a couple of different perspectives, I think. Okay. To look on this. Mm-hmm. So the first one. And also as a, yeah, I love this. Great yeah. conversation. So Did like, not see it coming this way. I like it. Yeah, you like yes. it? You're comfortable? Mm-hmm. I really like it. Because I, I had a different one, but this is one that's really sitting at the moment. I'm like, mm, no, this is – I really want us to talk about this. Okay, cool. So two perspectives here. Like obviously the age thing. Yes. I'm not super comfortable with it. But the other thing like because Rochelle um, – Rochelle. Sherelle has responded and said – you know, she's happy to do it. She's actually like, mm, I really like those eyebrows. Please let me do them. Yes. Love her. Yes. But um, this is something, this is a really good point to make. And I think as business owners, everyone needs to think about this. Yes. When I take my 11-year-old to have her eyebrows done by Sherelle. Yes. At no point do I expect to pay less for the service. Yes. Because she's 11. Yes. Agreed. Because she's going to need exactly more the work same. than probably anybody. Exactly. It's like. Brand, like nothing's been touched. You've got to do it in a way. She's You've got to still also got two like eyebrows. Like everyone's got two eyebrows. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. Like it's yeah, exactly right. She's still gonna have, and it's from the beginning. And also another point on this, and this is a good topic to talk about because we have a lot of our clients' daughters now come to yeah, us, exactly, and right. young daughters, and they've potentially had experience somewhere else, and they're like, I never want to go anywhere else but that place because. If they're coming in and they're paying full price, they get the full life experience. They get the full experience. service, exactly. And they, I feel like the fact that we get to bring our kids up and actually treat them and give them this like a beautiful service where they it gets to like nourish their lives and they get to feel really special, not in a way that, hey, I'm going to make you look so hot, like in a way that, exactly hey, right. I'm going to make you feel really great about yourself because if there's something that you're uncomfortable with, we can always look at that and work out ways to make you feel beautiful about yourself. It's not about what anyone else says, but if you are uncomfortable, let me make you feel beautiful. And exactly, you know, like in the inside as well. And being able to provide, like, even for me, I think about Eileen going there and I get really excited for her because I'm like, she's going to get the full Sherelle experience. Like she's going to get like, so she's not just getting whipped into like a good old, like, slap and wax like yeah she's gonna go and she's gonna feel really special and she's gonna get the whole ice thing that I talk about and she's gonna like it's gonna be the so she's gonna feel really nurtured so it's going yes. to feel like a nurturing experience because I think from the perspective of mothers yes sometimes where people get funny yes. and icky about doing these things yeah it's like um oh well you're not letting her you're not encouraging her to embrace who she is and and it's not that at all not at all because like I, I, we do that. Like I absolutely, we do it now. Exactly, because it makes us feel good. Exactly. Like when I've seen the girls, I do less makeup. Yeah. Right now, I'm constantly penciling my eyebrows on because it makes me feel insecure because they're so fair that I see, feel like I can't see my face for me. And I wear glasses. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I actually feel more in my body when I do something, and I actually feel like I take care of myself because I'm not doing it for anyone else. Yes. I'm literally doing it for me. Like it makes me feel better. And I – it was something that one of our friends said to me that really stuck with this situation and it was – so she's a stepmother. Yep. And as I tell the story, you'll know which one of our friends I'm talking yep. about. And her stepdaughter wanted to shave her legs. Yeah, I know you're talking about. And her stepdaughter's mother did not want her to shave her legs. And when we were talking about it, she's like, 
I don't think in years to come she will remember how old she was when she started shaving her legs. I have no idea how old I was. But she will remember how miserable she felt about that, though the hair on her legs until she was allowed to. She'll remember that. Yep. And for like that's why for me, even though my child is 11, I really want her to have this done because the the emotional trauma mm-hmm. for me, like it's still visceral. Like for I can, you couldn't have your eyebrows done. Oh, no, not about even could. It was the whole like my it's, yeah, oh, I feel it. I am 13 all over again just talking about the eyebrow situation. Please like, actually ex- ex- so. Ex- for the young kids playing at home, yeah. there used to be a famous football player called Mel Meninga. <laughs> he recently was the I coach. I wish on the podcast and Shay, if you can do this, can you just put his face up in the middle of us right now? Like exhibit A. He was a, he has just recently been the coach of the Queensland football team. I think he, co- he coaches Australia. Anyway, that was my nickname yeah. at school. Like, yeah. you know, Mel Meninga, um, Oh, Bert, Bert and Ernie, Sesame mm-hmm. Street, you know. Or my favourite, uh, the cracker that really just dug deep was uh, the bearded lady. <laughs> you know, with with the lead up, you know, step right up like the circus, like the carnival, step right Dear up the beard. God. So when my so kid. Then why would you want your kid to go through that? Exactly. So that's why. So she comes to you and says, mum, I feel uncomfortable. You're like, instantly, let's do it. Instantly. Because why would I put you through two, three years of you feeling instantly. bullied? Why? So, and especially because I know she's we not can't doing change it other for, children exactly. So why wouldn't we do it to make our kids feel better? Because if exactly. we hated something about ourselves, right. we would. If someone else was on the top of us about certain things, we would change them as well. So why are we neglecting it for our children? Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, it's not that. It's not that you don't want them to love themselves, but if it's something you can change. Why wouldn't you? And they don't get called Mel Meninga or the bearded lady. And don't still, as a 43-year-old woman, start to sweat thinking about it. Yeah. (laughs) You absolutely don't want to do that to your kid. No. Exactly right. So then, so as mothers, I think we agree that it's, it's it's about the why. Yes. For sure. Yes. Because if it's a... If it's a why that you're like, mm, yep. that doesn't sit right with me, then it's maybe a revisit and a conversation and a it. let's really feel on top of this for you. Yeah. But, yeah, it's the why rather than the age. Yeah. So then we have the flip side, right? Yeah. As people providing the services. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as you've said, you know, like it's beautiful that you look after so many of the clients, like children, like daughters and and sons and they the have that experience. Because the longer we have, like the longer – I've had the salon 14 years. Yeah. So I've had them from like I've had so many and so many of my clients' daughters from when they're like teenagers right through to their formals, right through to getting engaged, right through getting to married, right through having babies. 14 yes. years. 14 years is a long time. I can literally think of one of your clients who I'm you've thinking seen about that whole so many of them. So many of them that I have had for that full like their full life cycle of that becoming woman. Yeah. So it's like also, I love that I'm a big part because if we reflect, I'm going to talk about Deanie who was my hairdresser. Yes. And like the love and the support and the, the connection I had to that woman led to me. Doing what you do now. Being who Goosebumps. I am. Goosebumps. Oh, my gosh. Look. She's the reason I am who I am. Yeah. She's the reason why I'm a hairdresser. She's the reason why I'm now a mentor. 
Like she's the reason. And that was my connection with my mum being okay that I had my hair coloured. Yes. And going somewhere where I felt loved and supported and taken care of by one specific human. Like I wouldn't have gone to anyone else. It actually started with before Deanie, my best friend had a hairdresser and it started with Sarah and I remember wanting to go there and stuff but she worked at a more expensive salon and realising now I was like, hold on, like my mum was a single mum, like she couldn't afford how much it cost back then Yeah, but she could afford where I went then. Um, so I had to leave Sarah, which was also, and I also look at my best friend and she's still best friends with this human. She's still best friends. And that, you know, that hairdresser has gone through her family and like, they've like, they're all family. And it's just crazy how much we have this impact on people. So I think being able to provide that impact for young women in a way that feels really loving and supportive as well. Yes. I think has a massive, like we we know how much of a massive effect our hairdressers and our brow artists and whatever, even this, you know, specialty skin specialists. Yes. You know, that can help yeah. our kids while they're going through puberty rather than struggling so hard with their skin. I, again, huge on this. And my mother-in-law was saying to me, you know, I can't believe you spend that much money on your kids' skincare. Like, we just used to wash our faces with soap and that was fine. I'm like, that's fine. Again, yeah. one of the other nicknames from my childhood was Spot. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, you've got a pimple? Let me take you to the dermatologist. Yeah, it's the same. Let me so take, you know. Even like, Alba the other day, she's nine and her little friend had some skincare just from Coles. And yes. she's like, mum, can I get some skincare? And we walked through and I was like, absolutely not. Are you getting it from Coles? Like, yeah. your auntie Evie owns... Esme, yep. you will get on Esme and you will feel like a goddess. Like you can use my stuff because we know yeah. as people in this industry how important it is to put our kids on the right stuff straight away. Yep. We wouldn't wash their hair with Pantene because we're hairdressers. Like my hair, my girl's hair is always going to be glorious. It's the same thing. It's like, no, 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 I will get you the right stuff and it will feel amazing on your hair. But again, imagine being able to foster this young demographic of how to take care of their hair, how to take care of their skin so that they feel beautiful. They don't get to the point where they're, you know, 18 and they're using crap and their hair's a mess and their face's skin's a mess and then they're having to feel like they need to do more cosmetic stuff to make them feel better and stuff like that. Like imagine if we can just teach them how to nurture their hair by using really good things. It's that whole valuing looking after yourself, right? Like you're instilling that value in looking after yourself. Yes. And not to make yourself a different person. No. To make yourself to feel actually great. care for yourself. Agreed. Yeah. And I think that, for, and as exactly as you said, I think the important part is how do we do this on the other end yeah. of being the providers of these services and what does this look like for us? Yeah, exactly right. And so it's things like, I know, I feel like sometimes, and I don't think this is particularly in your salon. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you also get that feeling of like parents coming and bringing a child in and they're like, oh, you know, I want to get all this done to their hair. What do you mean you want me to buy them shampoo as well? Like it's that whole. And also they're in high school so why would I pay that price? Yes. Yeah. And I just... We don't get it at salon. No. We're very transparent that if you bring your daughter in, if she's 11, it is completely fine. 
but she will be but charged the, the full same, yeah. lady's price because of the fact that we're going to give her the full experience. It still takes the exact same amount of time. But you don't even refer to it as the full lady's price, do you? It's just that it it's is just, the, just price. the price. It is the price. This is the price for how long it and takes then it's for the exactly service the same that you're asking service. for. Yep. Yeah. They get exactly the same service as you do. Yeah. And it's really nurturing because I can think of quite a lot of my clients whose daughters come in now and I feel quite emotional about it because – Again, I feel like I'm now witnessing the next, you know, I, I left the salon today and one of our client's daughters is sitting there having her foils done. Like I looked after her like they've been with me for 14 years. She was like three. Wow. You know, like and if I tell you who it is, you'll know. I'll tell you afterwards. You'll know exactly who it is and yeah. you'll giggle. But like she was really excited to see me because I don't see her very often. But, you know, it's now she's just last really has a salon. So yeah. we're like, you know, encouraging this type, you know, not just slap, whack a colour on at home type thing, which is what we did yeah. growing up. But I think it's what you did because you weren't allowed yes. to do something. Yes. My mum was great actually. When I was old enough, my mum, like I used to dye my hair and stuff at home, but my mum is has always had her hair done, had her nails done. She always looks beautiful. If you saw my mum, you'd be like, she's, her house is a show house. My mother's always put together. You know my mother's sick if she's not wearing lipstick. Yes. Like she like literally she wakes out of bed and puts her lipstick, lipstick on. on. Introducing the latest program from Salon Rising and one we are so excited to share, Culture Rising. You have been inspired by my journey and been captivated by what I've built. Now let me teach you. This is an empowering program to elevate and cultivate the dream culture of your business, your team and your life. Step into a world where business thrives from within. No more chaos, no more firefighting. Culture Rising is a transformative program to develop your business culture from top to bottom. As owners, we hold the power to shape an environment that inspires greatness. Don't miss the chance to unlock the true potential of your business. Join us on this journey and witness this extraordinary impact of a thriving culture. Yeah, so I think my mum did it in a really, like, beautiful way because she's always taken care of herself. So she's always – it's always been a thing for her as well for that self-care yeah. and not having to necessarily for her to spend the world but, like, you know, I always felt like I got a beautiful experience wherever I went and it's kind of instilled that in with me and I haven't felt like I've needed to do more on myself yeah, because of the fact that I yeah. think I have nurtured those things that I can do without going extreme. But I think it's really important, you know, as service providers, where we sit with that as well. Yeah. Like as you've said, you've gone into some places and they've said that they won't do Eileen's brows because she is only yeah. 11. Yeah. But then, you know, you've been able to contact Sherelle and say this is my situation and Sherelle's like, of course. Like if one of my clients did the same thing or anyone and said, hey, you know, I've got an 11-year-old daughter, she's really uncomfortable, she has a really hard time with her hair, no one cuts it right. Because a lot of the time if you're taking them into just like a quick haircut place, can you imagine if you took Isla into a quick haircut place? She's got her hair's... I literally... um like do non-toxic relaxing on her hair because her hair is an afro. Yep. Again, that's my fault. She yep. gets that from me. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just. Like if you just whack, she would feel uncomfortable about her hair. Yeah. Whereas the fact that 
you're a hairdresser, you know how to kind of manage it and take care of it. And there's so many women out there that they don't know how to manage and take care of their own hair. So let us also support you with your children yeah. in a way that we can do it and give them the experience as well. I think I, I do see as we have this conversation, there is a much bigger influx for it I find at the moment. Like yeah, I actually can yeah. think of all my clients, we actually take care of their daughters and they come in with their daughters. I've got a, quite a few clients now that come in with their daughters and they both have this. And that's really nice. It's really nice. That's it's like really that quality nice. time situation, it's right? It's really nice. Yeah. But I feel like too it's that changing in the way and we talk about this a lot, you know, the changing in the way that people view the value of the services that we provide. Agreed. Because you're fostering this new generation that – see the value in their service Mm -hmm. and the whole service that they're receiving. It's Mm -hmm. not just like, oh, why would you pay that much for this when it's just going to be, you know, like it Mm -hmm. takes the just out of it. I feel like this next generation, I feel like because our generation has really stepped into we aren't just hairdressers. Yeah. We aren't just brow artists. We aren't just beauty therapists. therapists. Like I feel like if we can foster the next generation – to understand how the importance of these services, then our whole industry gets to be elevated. Exactly the right. The entire industry gets to be elevated. The third, like, it was interesting that we had the conversation. I had a one-on-one with a client yesterday and she works in a salon and that salon has, the owner has, he's in his mid-70s and he's had the salon. Wow. For probably 50 years. And he doesn't believe that you can charge to be a hairdresser. So oh. he's charging $35 for a cut and blow dry. So then it becomes really hard when that – and he's very talented. Yeah. So but because he has these old beliefs of he can't charge it, it almost hurts our industries. Yeah. Because like we all need to elevate to be able to elevate. Like if everybody just charged, you know, if we had a regulation, it would make our lives easier. Like you don't see a plumber charging $20 for a call-out fee. No. They're all trying to up further. Like it's like 150, 180, 250 for them to pick up the phone. So, but that's just normal and everybody just accepts it. So it's not, you don't even think about it. And they accept it because it's something they can't do themselves. And again... You can't do yeah. your hair yourself. And you shouldn't do your kids' hair them yourselves yes. either. Like get a professional to do it. And and again, kids' hair only needs to get done like once every blue moon. Like it doesn't yeah. need to get done yeah. all the time. But like what experience can you give them? It's like little boys now. Like they love going to the barbers. Oh, yeah. It's a vibe, right? It's a vibe and they look so chic and they feel so cool. My nephews love going to the barbers. Like, like they think it's the coolest. And you char- they charge the same price for a boy's haircut that they do men's. Yeah. It's just a price. It takes the same just takes the same amount of time. Yeah. But I, I really do, and I'd be interested to see if, if you guys feel the same, but I really do see it moving with the generation. Yes. Um, but I also think how can we step it up as service providers? So how can you say, how can you go? And I know I'm like, I don't do kids. I don't do kids. I don't do kids. I don't do kids in the space of I'm not going to do it child's haircut or I'm not going to in the space of like yeah okay we had the reason why I'm like pausing on this is we had like a six-year-old coming the other day with her mum yep and she had a hair foiled yeah so this was about nine months ago I shouldn't say 
the other day. The other day. Nine it was about ago. nine months ago. She came in and she was six. She had her hair coloured. And I, she was there with a full head of foils and I walked in and I'm a hairdresser and I felt confronted by it. I was like, she's so little. What? Anyway, the mum's like, I don't understand the big deal. Like she wanted to have like a few foils and they put a little bit of pink through it. She's like, who cares? Like she's like, it's hair. Like yeah. it's an, like an artistic creation. I'm not doing it to make my six-year-old look hot. But she's like, but I'm putting like little pink bits in it. So she's going to be like so pumped and so excited. Like why can't we change our hair, which is something that grows out? Yeah. I'm not bleach washing. Like I'm not putting a full head. Like, But she's like, I'm not – I'm doing it because she's like – and they had this beautiful experience and she left – at this point, I uh, Sadie was six, I was nine, so this was at Christmas time, and I was like, "Why? What beliefs have I had that that's not okay?" Yeah, and why when the girls have always said to me, "Like, Mama, can we have some foils?" I'm like, "No, you're too young." I'm like, "Why is that my perspective?" Yeah, and it's just because of past things, like you've said, like, "Are you going to put Allah through what you went through?" No. Because of the fact – and it's not for my girls. It's not they're going through anything. Like they've got beautiful hair. But I ended up doing it on Christmas Day. I was like, I'm going to surprise – like because yeah, they've been asking yeah. me for it and I'm like, no, no, no. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like I'm a professional. I could do this in a way that they love it and then it's no such big deal. But I did it on Christmas Day because I was had the free time in the morning and I don't know how to stop. And honestly, <laughs> my girls thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. And I haven't touched it since and I actually give them a haircut every like very rarely but I also like if I can to take them to the salon, to have their hair washed, to have it cut because I would love my – I want my other people to have the same experiences that my kids can get because their mama owns a salon. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because we've got friends who are, um, as in my husband and I, have friends who are – very religious Mm -hmm. okay so they come from a religion that basically you're like you don't color your hair cut your hair wear things above your knees i know like it's strange right people look at me and like really you have friends like that it's like yeah my friends still love me even though i do all those things but it was interesting because their eldest daughter is at that stage now where she wants to color her hair right Mm -hmm. and so for her 15th birthday i said I sat her, because they were staying with us, I sat her parents down and I said, look, because like her dad had confessed, he's like, I'm soon, you know, she's at boarding school. He's like, I'm not going to have control over it. Mm -hmm. So it's something that he kind of realised that he's going to have to get comfortable with. Do you want them just to go and box dye their hair or bleach their hair? Or do you want to do it in a way that feels controlled? Look, I will do, how about for her birthday, I will do her hair for her. Mm -hmm. And so we went through the whole process and it's funny because he's really anti, you know, they didn't wear makeup for their weddings or anything yeah, like that. Okay. Um, and he's in the process while I'm doing it and he's like, he's like, wow, you know, like, oh, and then what? what's going on in here? Like, oh, God. And then at the end it's just, he's like, it's just, it's just so much better than I ever thought it could Aww. be. He's like, I just, I didn't expect it to look like that. He's like, I thought it would look it would look fake. Yeah. Like she dumped a box dye on her yes. head. And he is actually like quite comfortable with it now, yeah. which is a very interesting yep. change of perspective, right? Because we have the control. Again, I think this would be a beautiful social media. I think it's it's definitely, as I said, I didn't know what this podcast was and it's definitely twigged my head in I need to have these conversations on social media Yeah, because I've noticed it lately. And I, I realise now as I'm thinking of it, 
even in the last week I've had three clients and their daughters in and I realise that it's my clients that really take care of themselves. Yes. That are now doing the same with their daughters. With their daughters. And one of my clients, I don't think she'd mind at all if I said her name, Amy. Oh, yes. Has been through so much trauma with her hair. She had a massive hair loss she has gone through so, so, so very much and she's always said like thank you for loving me and getting me through this and like, she's just like I've never felt uncomfortable in your salon. Anyway, Ava came in for the first time the other night and oh she got foils gosh. with Amy and it almost made me feel like oh my goodness but Amy knows just how important that is yep. to give Ava the same experience and it was just really beautiful, like just seeing them both there and Amy's hair is extraordinary again and just like yeah. seeing this full circle and now she's doing the same for her daughter is really special, like super, super special. That is so special. And, you know, it can be something that we can talk about on our social media because we have control as artists of how to take care of them in a way that doesn't go wrong. Exactly. There, she, now Sherelle will become... Isla's eyebrow lady and she won't want to go to anyone else. Yeah. And she gains this beautiful client for life who is like, look at me with Nadine. Like I yeah. was like, no one touches my hair now except for Dini for years. And I've got clients that are the same that are like, no, 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 no one must touch my hair. Like I've got yeah. clients' daughters now who think I can't go anywhere else but La Sorella. My nanny who works for me, I have been looking after her daughter since she was three. Since she had her Dora the Explorer haircut. I gave her her first Dora the Explorer haircut. Nessie will talk to me about it all the time how it was a nightmare because she couldn't put her hair up. Like literally <laughs> we hear it all the time. And she's now 19 and yeah, it's just like, wild. you know, and I coloured her hair for the first time and, you know, so but she would never go anywhere else because I am that safe place for her. Yeah. And we've got to remember we're not in this craft for five years. I've been at in it for 18 like so it's like the long haul guys like the, you know you can have clients for life because they only trust you for yeah. many 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 years and I just think yeah with that we have the opportunity to be fostering that because Sherelle's not going to go crazy with Isla's eyebrows no exactly right she's going to be real and Isla's also like let's take this into context not listening to you not at all like not a word if you were like hey I can do them for you She's going to be like, cool story, bro. You're still not going to do them the way I want them. But if Sherelle does them and leaves much more than what Isla thought, Isla's going to think her eyebrows are amazing. I don't think she wants much anyway. I think, yeah, but it's just, yeah, we are very much deep in the zone of you don't know what you're talking about. I had this conversation. Even if I'm the the same age, like even if like I'm the same age as someone's mum because I'm a hair salon, um, because I'm a hairdresser and I own a hair salon, I'm cool. So I know what I'm talking. If, even if the mum yeah. says exactly the same thing, I'm like, mate, I'll handle it. Like they're like, I'm getting bangs, I'm getting bangs. And then I talk them out. I'm like, okay, let's talk about the bangs. And I go, you know, for all these yeah. reasons. Let's, and they're like, yeah, so true. And I like pull up a photo <laughs> of a cool person. They're like, oh, yeah. Whereas the mum, they're like, the mum's looking at me like, how did you just manage that? But it's going to be the same way with my kids. Oh, like yeah. I will actually probably, I won't do my daughter's hair as they get older. I'll be like, because if I did Isla's hair, it would be so much easier for me than you doing Isla's hair. Oh, mate, getting ready for the school musical, doing her <laughs> hair. At one point I literally screamed, I have done fashion week. I was a professional bridal stylist and you are the most difficult client I have ever had. Jen and I went for <laughs> breakfast and Jen was like, Samara, this musical... <laughs> 
was a lot. Can you please tell everybody about what the young ones were saying oh, about their hair? the hair. So all the dancers um, for like the chorus needed to have these high ponytails with curls in them, right? So they needed to be right on top of their head, getting all these kids with their hair curled. And so we had a few of like the high school kids come in, brought all the curling ones in and they're trying to curl all the kids' hair. It's a nightmare with so many people. Anyway, night two, everyone's a little tired. The emotions are high and there's one of the kids is sitting there and she's getting her ponytail curled and she is bawling her eyes out, just like sobbing and, you know, we finally calm her down and come over. I'm like, babe, now um, because they've only managed to curl the top half of her ponytail and all the bottom, she's got this super long hair, is straight. Like now... I just want you to sit. Now we're just going to breathe because we don't want any more of that makeup to run. But um, I promise it's not going to hurt. I'm just going to come in. I'm, I'm just going to make sure the bottom of that ponytail's curly, okay? You know, and she's like, look, it's fine. Like, it's fine if you do it because, like, you're a professional and <laughs> I trust you. It's just that... Those girls, like, it just really hurt. And I'm like, it's all good, babe. Let's just let's just tuck that tissue into those lashes. We, do, we don't want any more of that makeup running. And, I mean, she afterwards was obsessed with it. And funnily enough, her mum came up to me on Monday and was like, how did you get her hair to stay curled like that? Because it never does. I'm like, it's just 29 years of experience, I guess. But yeah, it was a, like the emotion. So the emotion again, and that full on trust holds. Well, yeah, think of the emotion that Isla has right now about her eyebrows. Yeah, think about Sherelle taking control of it, taking care of her, her knowing she's nurtured. She's gonna walk out there being like, "It's like the weight." Yeah, I feel better. I feel confident in my skin. I can hold my head up high because I have Miss Lash eyebrows. Exactly right. And you know, I am now fancy as hell because I get ice on my eyebrows and I get a little bit of massage and I like get a weighted blanket and look at me go. Like yeah. the young ones that walk out of our salon, mate, they're the best advertisement because they're like swish, swish. Yeah, yeah. But you also know the difference because we have some that are like. You know, they're like, oh, I tell them I come to La Sorella, but they, like, their mums are like, never would I spend that much money. It's like, that's okay. Again, yeah, not that our is ideal okay. clients. Yeah, it, that is okay. Because of the fact that not every, the mums don't agree yeah. in what we do. Because also if you have someone like that that brings their child in that doesn't agree what, with what you do, they're going to do things like, and actually we've had this in the past. Do you remember when we, it was a young girl and we asked them what product they were using and they told us something and then you put the lightener in and you're like, that is not what you are mm. using because they're getting – and then afterwards it's like, oh, no, I'm using Tresemme. Mm. It's like, you lied. Like we genuinely ask you that question because it makes a difference. Yeah, it literally can burn your hair off. Yeah. Like so we're just very cautious. I just want to say that didn't burn her hair off. No, it didn't. But no, yeah. it didn't. But like, yeah, it's the – Heck, everything that goes behind it. So even for us being able to educate young yes. women on this is how you should look after it, this is what you should do, yeah. this is why. Also like the mums are like, but they just waste it. So us being able to say, okay, and also being able to say the reason why your hair is oily is because of yes. this. Because one of my clients came in last week with her daughter and her daughter is 16 and my client's got really dry hair. 
naturally. So she washes yep. it like once every one to two weeks. My hair, super, super oily. It is like I wash it eight seconds ago and it'll be oily in about 10 minutes. And her daughter has really oily hair. So it's really good to be able to communicate with her. This is what you should use. This is why you should use it. Mum's got different hair. Yeah, exactly. Mum's got different hair. Mum's got different hair to you. So mum doesn't know how to look after your hair. She knows how to look after her hair. Yes. At which point she's she's like, I don't understand. Her hair's really oily. Yeah. Like I don't I don't get this. So, you know, it's like so now I was able to talk about cleansing shampoos and those type of things. And she was and I was like, This is how much you use, this is why you can't overuse it, yada yada. And also being able to talk about the expense. Again, yeah. Mum's spending this much money on your hair, so I need you to do these things. I know you can't go to bed with it wet, and these are the reasons. And because not all our kids have the same hair as us, exactly. So we've also got to, you know. And once they reach puberty, they start getting that oil in their hair. So oh my gosh, there's a lot of oil going on in my house right now. If you look at my daughters, like Alba and Sadie, like you look at young kids, they never have to. Like my girls will no. wash their hair once every blue moon, and yep. they've got this like glorious hair, shiny, beautiful hair. But then when they start to go through puberty, they get that certain oil, and it's a, it's like all the all of that going through puberty. That's why yep. their skin and their hair and everything changes. So if we can develop a way to really be able to foster and take care of them through that, I think that would be. And I think that's really nice about like you were saying with the skincare with Alps, yeah, because. You have set that foundation, yeah. And then as those things start to change, it's not as overwhelming. Well, also because she also doesn't, she's never going to go. For, I can also talk her through the reason why hair care and skincare is important. So she's not going to get to her twenties and be like, "Mum's put me on Clearasil my whole life that cost me cost me six dollars, yeah. and now I'm going. My skin's so bad, and now I'm going to somebody, and it's going to cost me four hundred dollars." Yeah. She's always just going to know this is the skincare I use. I'm literally teaching her because I have the the knowledge to teach her. Yep. So if our clients don't have the knowledge to teach our, their daughters. Then they need to. How can we teach our clients yeah. to teach their daughters? Like how can we change this generation so that they know how to take care of themselves? Because our clients have the knowledge because we've taught them. Because we've taught them. So why don't we foster our clients to know how to take care of their kids? And it, yeah, and if they don't know how to take care of them, then encourage them to come to us to show them yeah. how to take care of them. You know what I mean? But I think I think this is a really valid conversation because we've always shut off. We don't take care of kids. We don't care, take care of kids. But for me, I'm like, oh, I realise that my clients might feel uncomfortable bringing their daughters in because we're saying we don't take care of kids. Yeah. But it's more so like... It's more that we're not it's more that we're not interrupting the service yes. that people are paying for. Yes. That's when yeah. when this yeah, and that's a that's a difficult one because that's what that statement means. It's yes. like, okay, we can't if you we're not are doing, coming to yes. relax, yeah. then we can't we're not have looking someone after, screaming. Yeah, we're not looking after children in a way that it's like there's a I can't even say six year old because Sadie's six and she'd yeah. sit there like a dream. Yeah. We you can't have a child in the salon that is running, running around, around crazy. you know, a four-year-old, for yeah. example. And I wouldn't cut a four-year-old's hair because, again, it's yeah. like it's not – you're not going to be able to give a four-year-old the experience, but I could give my six-year-old the experience. Yeah. it's It has to be monitored by you, I think, as a parent of what do you think will happen, what does that look like. And if someone goes – you know, we have clients all the time that will – be like, can I bring my kid in? And I'm like, okay, you have to make the decision. Like, can they sit and eat snacks and be yeah. quiet and just – but it is always also really hard because they'll be like, yeah, they're great. And then and the then, minute they're like tearing around the salon on stools and – because we've had situations where I've had to gift like 
five people blow dries because a woman brought her child in and it screamed the whole time. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, okay, that's inappropriate. But I think if I look at it, it comes from the education behind us as therapists and hairdressers. What are we putting out to the world? And, yeah. you know, how are we educating that younger demographic even so that they can feel nurtured and, you know, can it be birthday presents and things like that so that, you know, like can you do it for a birthday present? Like I'm going to take you and give you an experience because it's all about experiences, especially when it comes to hair. But like even my kids would froth over getting a massage. Yeah. Or would froth, like they love going to get their nails done or they would love getting a little facial. So I realised that I want to do more of that because I love that and I don't want to self-care to feel indulgent. I yeah. want self-care to feel important. Important and, and normal. Mm-hmm. It's interesting too with I've had so many um, with the non-toxic smoothing, mm-hmm. I've had so many young, like it's actually really a lot of mothers bringing their young people in. Wow. And I love that because if they don't, like so I do a treatment on them and yes, it costs them quite a lot, mm-hmm. but then for the next six to ten months their child just is going to blast their hair dry yeah. and not fry the crap out of yeah. it with a straightener every so day. clever. You know, like it just All makes I've a difference to their... All I've got in my head is um, Princess Diaries. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, imagine exactly. if you, they felt just like... Just spin the chair. <laughs> imagine if they felt like that. Yeah. And you felt like that growing oh, up. Oh, totally. Totally. Imagine if you could calm that down and make their lives easier and make them feel more confident in their skin. Well, that's exactly, yeah. And and it's not just that. It's them looking after their hair. Yeah. And not just trashing their hair because they hate how they feel about it. Yes. And every day having that same story. Like, yeah. imagine if we can cut the stories early. Yeah. Imagine, like, and you're taking you back to being little. You're 11. And that never got to the age of 13. Oh, yeah, no. And didn't give you the trauma that you had. At 11, they used to call me the toilet brush because my hair hair was so afro. Jesus. There's a lot of layers to unpack. There's so many layers. Yeah. But I think this conversation has been really cool and really important. Yeah. Without even me realising how important it is. Because the world is changing and we've got to change our views on things. Agreed. I feel like we can do more yeah. as a collective, as an industry to start messaging this a little bit more. I know that it's certainly hit me in a different light today, even yeah. having two daughters and me knowing this, this has been kind of a really cool conversation. I think it's a cool conversation for where you're at with your kids at the moment as well. Like they're just approaching that sort of precipice of change. Yeah. So it's nice to start laying that groundwork. Yeah, and I also think like even for me as a hairdresser, like my kids had really long, beautiful hair and then they wanted bobs and I almost felt like I don't want to cut the hair off. I really yeah. love their hair. But I go, you know what, no, because I never want them to feel that long hair is, is beautiful and short hair is bad. Yeah. Or I just the minute they do it, want to do it now, I do it so I can keep changing their views on things so that it doesn't, like they don't contribute beauty with one thing if they want to change it up. Like I'm yeah. not like because you see that happen a lot. You know, kids are like I want a haircut and they're like, but your hair's so long and beautiful. beautiful. Just leave yeah. it and like they can't have their haircut or they can't have their ears pierced. 
That's a huge one. You know, and again, it's going to be everybody's views on that. I pierced my daughter's ears when they were like a couple of months old. Yeah. Because I remember the, tr- the how asking and wanting to have my ears done and it being this big had to be this like big ceremony. I remember it was at Stefan's. I remember going in. I like, and it was this big ceremony of it. And how old were you? Uh, maybe eleven or twelve. Yeah, I had to wait till I was ten. Yeah, and I just I was like, I never want to do. I am never going to not want. I doubt the girls are ever going to not want their ears pierced because once, like for me, I hardly ever wear earrings. But once they're kind of pierced, they stay in. Like yeah. I can put earrings out in or out. I'm not an earrings person, but if you look at my sister. She ain't she ever leaving the house with like having your mother earrings. and her lipstick. Yes. It's my sister and her earrings. Like, yeah. And I was like, if my girls don't want to have it, they don't have to have it. But they love having earrings and we just have the good ones so that it doesn't affect their ears. But that was my choice. I was like, I think that they're always going to want to have earrings and then they're never going to have to think about it again. They don't – my 14-month-old son doesn't remember his needles. Like the girls aren't going to remember yeah. their ears yeah. pierced. And it doesn't have to be this full ceremony. But – each to their own but I also felt like I did it in a way that felt right for me so again I think this is a really nice episode for people to share on their businesses yeah to talk to clients like this is not I don't think just a salon owner conversation I think this conversation could go to any mum so yep. I think it would be like I'm going to share this on La Sorella when this is out and I'm going to say mums listen I would love your point of view on this Yeah, from not being in this industry. And we have a lot of our clients that listen to this that aren't in the industry. Again, I'd love to know the thoughts behind it and how you're feeling about it because I know my thought process didn't change until there was a six-year-old or a five-year-old having a hair foiled. Yeah. That mother yeah. changed me and that was only nine months ago. Yeah. So hopefully this conversation leads our clients to reflect on this generation and how we can impact on it in a better way. And how unknowingly some of those old beliefs still yeah. sneak their little head in, yeah. you know. like And if you're not willing to see it, you'd be like, no, you have to wait until you're 10 because yeah. I did. Or no, you have to wait until you're 13 because I did. Or you've got to do like. And some things, don't get me wrong, some things you need to wait for. Agreed. I know. Like you're not drinking or anything. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's not no, like no, no, no. a safety issue. Oh, my nine-year-old doesn't need to have acrylic nails on. Yeah. Like but again, if they want to go and have them painted, because we have the ability to look to industry to say like she wants to do something and she wants yeah. to feel pretty and she wants to do it, let's do some nail polish or let's do a little shellac or something, whatever it is, we can control it so that they don't then go further with it and need yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly right. Because even for eyelash extensions, like I feel like this industry of young girls want eyelash extensions yeah. really young. If they went to somebody like Sherelle and she taught them how to use a lash serum yeah. and a good mascara – they're not having to go and feel like they need these extensions because they're learning how to take care of their lashes. Do you know what's crazy to me with lash extensions, right? So my niece is in grade 12. No, she's not. She's in grade 11. She's in grade 11. Um, We've been doing her pathways like stuff. And one of the pathways her school offers is like a lash course. Wow. But. Oh, God. So obviously to meet the requirements of this vocational placement, they need models. But you are not allowed 
lashes at school. It's like you are setting these kids up to fail. So you're telling them they can't draw from the pool of people they have that would very willingly go and get lash oh extensions. Because, but you're allowing them to leave your school to get this qualification but won't allow anyone to have them. They can't even do it on each other. Wow. Like it's just so – it's like you guys need to rethink this. Yeah. Right? Like that yep. just doesn't work. It's the same with schools with no makeup and, oh, yeah. you know, this is how you have to wear your hair. I'm hoping the, the more progressive we get, the more progressive we're going to get. I and mean I was super – proud of the progression that we made at my kid's school with my son because we like really went into bat for again the earring so mm -hmm. my son has an earring um he you know and we made a huge deal of that experience we went out for lunch that day we went to the special thing and yeah what well, a special thing lol Pierce, huh? the you know like the like not just the little chop shop chop shop and, you know, it was a whole like into the clinic and choose your earring. So it was a whole vibe. But because um, Jen had all this, Jen had nose piercings and uh, just all the piercings. All of them. Yeah. In all of the places. Yeah. All of the places. <laughs> um, Read between the lines. <laughs> but, Jen, you saucy minx. But um, then, you know, when school had an issue with it, and he had to wear a Band-Aid over it, right? Mm. You're like, yeah, because that looks so, so much better. So I took a photo of my daughter's earring and I took a photo of my son's earring, both of which met the requirements on the uniform standard. Mm -hmm. So and I, my question was that I posed to school, why does he need to wear a Band-Aid over it that looks ridiculous, mm -hmm. P.S.? Mm -hmm. And she doesn't and it's exactly the same earring. Mm -hmm. It's exactly the same earring. And you know what? They came back and they're like, you're right. We need to change this. And they did. Wow. So it Bravo. was. Yeah. Parenting, solid parenting. Solid change of change there. Yeah. That's amazing. And Jen. the same with his long hair. Yeah. Because it was like, no, boys aren't allowed long hair. It's like, well, why? Yeah. Okay, so it's touching his collar. So he has to tell, he has to tie it up. Like, why do we have to have going that back to girls that have this of what it is. and boys yeah. have that? Yeah. And they changed that as well. So they've taken all that it is just a requirement. So they still have rules. Yeah. Like no nails, no lashes. Um, You know, hair needs to be tied up if it's past your shoulders. Yeah. Um, you know, one earring and all that sort of thing. But it's the whole, but there's no more. Boys have this, girls have and that. And girls have that. Yeah, it's like yeah. tidy but, yes, you yeah. can have the same. And I just think that's the same thing too, right, is if we look at Quant – I think it's Qantas, they've changed it's yeah. – I think it's Qantas, they've changed – like women don't have to wear makeup. Men can have long hair. Like there can be more of a – like a um, certain uniform. Women can wear flats. But if yeah. we look back over our industry as hairdressers, it used to be like – Black clothing, cover tattoos, don't have any piercings, cover wear tattoos. heels. I used to look like a mummy. Yeah. Like honestly, and band-aids over everything. As we are moving through things, now it's like, okay, it is where whatever you are, wear with pride, but do it in a way that is still clean, safe, you know, like yeah. so it's like even my my team wear whatever they want, always. You they look beautiful in who they are, they're individual. As long as you don't have your boobs out or your butt out which we've got to be cautious of because you know these are things that are respectable yeah and respectful to other people and we're in people's spaces and you're leaning over them yeah. and stuff it's so, not like yeah. 
you know, boobs out, butt out, then I don't care what you wear. Yeah. Like just just be able to be comfortable and do your job and what you're doing. Your Especially job. it's creative industry. Yes. We're in a creative industry. Yes. So you can't box that in. Yes. Yeah. But that used to be a massive thing. Like when yeah. we were hairdressers, it was like no tattoos, no piercings, heels were still a thing, oh always gosh. black clothes. And now if you look at our, our salons, like we've all got tattoos, we've all got piercings, we've all got like we all wear whatever we want and it's just like this really diverse, beautiful group of individuals yeah. who express themselves however they feel comfortable. And don't judge others for it. Now, we're reaching the end and I can hear a little fellow oh, who's getting a little bit sad. Welcome to Home Podcast. Yeah. There is a little wildy boy running around. I can hear some little cries. In If anyone hasn't, I'm going to strongly finish this with this if anybody hasn't watched the video i'm going to put it my my instagram when this podcast comes out of the guy on the news and he's in a zoom call oh with the kids in the background. so he's on a zoom call to the news and he's like having a serious conversation and in walks this like toddler, toddler. and a walker and no the toddler first comes in so like the toddler like jots in like this and then he's still trying to talk and then the guy's kind of laughing because he can see the toddler and then all of a sudden the baby comes in on one of those baby wheel things yeah and then the mum or the nanny whoever she is a woman just comes runs sliding in. slides in <laughs> grabs the child grabs the baby and like really uncomfortably falls and goes out and like the guy's still trying to talk and is like laughing at the same time like it is I can't tell you how many times I've watched this video or shared yeah. this video, but if you want a little joy today in your life, watch that video. But that's what it's like now with like being at home as a yeah. mom. Like Wilder, if he hears me, like runs around the corner and you can just see like <laughs> Nessie or Mark like run to grab him and pull him back before he gets to me. But life gets to be messy. Yeah, Wilder says hi to my clients all the time. And it's just keeping it real, right? It's keeping it real. And I have mums that talk to me while they're breastfeeding and we're talking about their business or their like son is sitting there coloring and he's having a full conversation with me. Like their kids know who I am. Yeah. Like one of my clients' sons calls, calls me Mari. And if he hears my voice on tap in Voxer, he's like, Mari's on the phone. Like, so it's cool. It gets to be fun and messy like this. So yeah. Welcome to home. Yeah. And uh, I'll look forward to jazzing it up and spending some money. <laughs> On Thanks for joining us, guys. <laughs> Thank you for joining us and we will talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Meet Hair Care Group, the trusted partner of the professional hair industry. They're a proudly Australian family-owned company with over 45 years of experience. Hair Care Group are passionate about empowering salons and your team to make your clients feel their best. They know that running a successful salon business requires you to wear multiple hats and that's why they're here to help. With a curated portfolio of leading brands, world-class education and tailored solutions, they're innovating to make working in your business and on your business simpler. Join our community of like-minded professionals and experience the power of partnership. I can honestly say hand on heart that this company has transformed my business and the way that I do business. I strongly suggest for anybody who is looking at a new hair brand to get in touch with this incredible company.